This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. We've seen it uh, through the year. I mean, that's what the season's for, right, is to uh, get a dress rehearsal for what we're going through now. And we've been through this. We've, we've done it. Uh, we've been there. Um, and we've got out of it. And we expect our group uh, to do the exact same thing. Our, our group's very resilient. And... Um, led um, in the right way by uh, by Spurge. Uh, we've talked about it all year. His positive attitude, his team-first attitude, um, and the guys will follow him in the right direction. We were raised with a stick and a pair of legs. Oh, Great expectations. We let you down after two kick Oh, man. I mean, haven't we learned our lesson by now with Minnesota sports teams, whether whether there were expectations going into a season or whether it was like this wild team where they just pop up a year earlier than expected and and look like they could make a run. Right. Like it always ends the same way for 30 years, unless it's the Minnesota Lynx four championship dynasty for 30 years. It always just it usually it ends very quickly too. It's like like with the with the wild with the twins. It just sort of just sort of ends right after it started. <laughs> That's true about the twins. And you're, yeah. and you're just left. To... That's been true for the twins for what the past eighteen <laughs> postseason games. Yeah, they brought a very quick end. Yeah, but this so, is anyways. Been, this has been painful. It, it's just so, these last five periods were just painful. And please stop talking about disallowed goals. Okay, they had two goals disallowed. They also okay, hold on. Four save it. Save it. Save games. it. Stop. Save it. Stop. Mackie and Judd. Stop. stop. No, Judd, mute his mic. This is statements. We don't want to give away every statement in the first 30 seconds. We've got statements on Wild. We've got statements on the red hot Minnesota Twins. Can't stop this Twins team and Miguel Sano. Uh, a great moment in golf yesterday. Oh, so, God, was that fun? It was a blast. I, I actually had to. Uh, I had to, I had to follow the back nine from a delayed flight that didn't you know you have like the, the, the go go in flight uh, internet that you pay like ten bucks for yeah mm-hmm. it's the first time I've ever had it say at the top we do not allow video streaming through go go internet so I was refreshing the Phil Mickelson search term in Twitter for two hours on a flight well, hold while on that a second thing so you couldn't watch so it wouldn't allow you to watch it. Uh, no, I had literally had to refresh people's tweets for oh, two no. hours on Very a plane watching Magnus. Yeah, Ooh. so. Anyhow, let's start with Judd Zolged. Mackie and Judd weekend statements presented by our friends 
at Dennis Kirk. All right. If you're looking to get away from Minnesota sports teams, I'm there. Hop on your Harley, hop on your cruiser, and just ride away into the sunset. Ride, ride into to the Boston. Sunset? Ride anywhere that doesn't have Minnesota sports teams losing in the playoffs. Well, Dennis Kirk has your back. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets as well. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. And shipping is free for orders over $89. They are the best in the business at DennisKirk.com. Everything you need to ride away from these Minnesota sports teams. DennisKirk.com. So you're telling me they'll never let you down at Dennis Kirk. No. Which every Minnesota sports team will do, aside from the links. When the pressure mounts... Dennis Kirk rises up to right, the occasion. What's that like? Unlike some of our Minnesota sports teams. All right. All right, let's start with Judd. Okay. You deliver the first statement. We'll go around them. All right. It's very simple. It's okay, ladies and gentlemen. I'm breaking news here, too, by the way. This is bra- I, I'm about to deliver a statement that is breaking news in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I would say all throughout Twins territory, as Dick likes to talk about. <laughs> it's okay to criticize Great players. I'll expand just a little bit, and then I'm going to turn it over to you two because I feel like I've been fighting this fight for two days now. (laughs) During the set between periods two and three on Saturday, I tweeted that Kirill Kaprizov, the wild superstar, has been a disappointment in this series because he has one assist in four games. The Kirill stands, and I found out they are many, were very upset. Well, I I would say the three of us have been Kirill stands we have throughout been. the year. We have been. But I have a shirt been pumping his tires for months. Yes. I have a shirt that says Dollar Bill on it that I wear to bed every night, for God's sakes. Like, <laughs> come on. Are you kidding me? I, we, we love Kirill on this show. But clearly, we might be Kirill stands, but there are, there is a fan club of Kirill super stands that I offended greatly. Is Kirill Kaprizov the sole problem here? Absolutely not. But let me put it this way and then turn the conversation to you two. If you want me to blame the whole team, or you want me, let's talk about Victor Rask. Do you realize the disservice I'm doing to Kaprizov in doing that? This kid is a superstar. I think he's going to do great things. I am still on, as much as people try to push me off, the Krill bandwagon at this point. But if we can't talk about a star or superstar player who is underperforming, then we don't deserve a championship here. We as fans, not I'm not talking about the teams. We as fans don't deserve a championship here. And the lack of attention paid to this guy having one point in four games, possibly until today, it sounds like, is absolutely remarkable. So I, it's funny. I, so I was, I was visiting some family in uh, the Bay Area this weekend. My uncle's some health issues. And so I, I was in and out of Minnesota sports and the PGA Championship. But whenever I went in and started following what was happening with the Wild over the weekend, I just saw Judd just fighting with people on Twitter. And I, I'm very proud. Thank you. Very proud. I feel like usually I'm the one that just like sits there for three hours and fights with twins bloggers or <laughs> Vi- Kirk Cousins stands. And so I just want to say, Judd Zolgad, you are fighting the good fights. Thank you. Trying to, trying to stand up for clickbait, which is what Score North is all about here. We all have clickbait tattoos across our chests. Um, I'm going to defend Judd here. It's I, I, two things can be possible. Okay, thing number one, you can say and feel and and 
Uh, and you can say and feel that Kirill Kaprizov is the best wild player that we've ever seen and that he's one of the best young players in the NHL and that he is the absolute compass for this Minnesota Wild franchise, right? You can also say, well, he hasn't really risen up to the moment in this series. You know, that clearly Vegas has made some adjustments and he has not been able to overcome the adjustments and he has not played as well as he did against Vegas in the regular season. And because of that, the Wild are down three games to one. Like, we can sit here and rip on Declan's guy, Rask. We can we can definitely uh, make mention of some bad officiating in this series to this point. But the main reason why the Wild were so good against Vegas in the regular season was Kirill Kaprizov. And the reason why they haven't been as good against Vegas in the playoffs through four games is because of Kirill Kaprizov. You can say all those things and still be a huge fan of Kirill Kaprizov and what he has done as a rookie, right? Is it fair to say? Are we not able to compartmentalize those two things? No, we're not, and I don't know why. That's the weird thing. And, and like, why? But here's my question. Like, if I was to ask you, the viewer, the Kirill Stan, who's mad at me today, woke up mad at me. Last two days, you've been mad. Don't go to bed angry, but you did. Here's my question to you. What's your motivation? Like, is your is your m- motivation to see the Wild win a Stanley Cup, which Kaprizov is going to have to perform, and yes, he might be hurt. I don't know. But we don't know that now. Like, we can't work under that assumption until the team tells us he's hurt. Is your motivation for the Wild to win a Cup because he's going to have to do far more, or do you somehow think that, that you're going to rate an invitation to his 25th birthday if you don't criticize him, it's a very weird dynamic, and, and it's it's so counterproductive. And I, I fear it's been taught. I hate to turn the tables on us, Phil Mackey and Declan Goff, but I will. I fear it's been taught by a lot of people who do what we do in this town, which is let's be nice to the players. Let's love the players. Let's love at least unless his name is, for instance, Joe Maurer, right? But for the most part... You know, let's love the Vikings. Kirk, oh, he's our quarterback. He's got to take us to, and it's not, I'm not accusing everybody of this because that's unfair and I'm not doing that. But there are a lot of people who are now falling in the same, in the same trap with Kaprizov, which is, oh, I can't, we, no, don't talk about him. Don't criticize him. Do you think in good sports towns, if Kirill Kaprizov had one point in four games in Boston, would they be like, yeah, but have you guys watched Victor Rask? No, hell no. They talk about yeah. the guy. They talk about their star player. Yeah, I think I think there's a level of standards and a level of accountability that you just have to, whether it's fans, media. It's okay to set some standards. It's okay yeah. to say this player isn't living up to. It's, it's okay to say that Kirk Cousins isn't worth his contract, right? It's like, I mean, praise players when they do well, and yes, that's fine. And but, there's a, but the other side of the coin is... What we're seeing, and if you just want to break it down from just like the most basic stats, okay? Kirill Kaprizov had one of the highest shooting percentages or goals per shot attempt in the NHL this season. I mean, he, he was he was converting shots on goal to goals at almost a 20% clip in the regular season. And so, which is absurd, right? It's not sustainable. So it, it, stands, to, it stands to reason that even if it's not sustainable long term, that mm-hmm. like, he should be taking as many shots on goal as right. without without just like crossing center ice and flinging it, you right. know, 
uh, wildly, but like when I see eight shots on goal through four games, um, I mean, you either got to find a way to to uh, unclog the bottleneck with with him, whatever Vegas is doing, or he just has to find a way to fire off five or six or seven shots and just make it happen, right? So that's where I rely on you guys to tell me why does he only have eight shots on goal through the first four games? But it is a to me, my statement is here. I'll give you a. I'll give you my first statement so we can just roll in and you guys can give your analysis. I just feel like it is... Oh, sorry. I missed the sound. Bite. There we go. Um, it is a fair criticism to say that Kirill Kaprizov should be more active in this series. So why does he only have eight shots on goal through four games? He's been shut down. He, they're putting the clamps on him, and Ryan Hartman's getting Ryan Hartman's getting shots on goal. But Ryan Hartman, Ryan Hartman should not be the story here. Oh, but he's lurking really hard, and he's getting robbed by Mark Andre Fleury because Kirill Kaprizov's getting hyper focused on. And if you shut down, if 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 you're at Vegas, if you're any opposing team, and by the way, Colorado swept St. Louis, so the winner of this series will meet Colorado in the second round. Your number one goal should be shut down Kirill Kaprizov, and can the Wild beat us with yeah. everyone else but him? Can Kevin Fiala do it, who has like 18 shots on goal with no, with no goals? Joel Erksonek has had two goals disallowed. They have done everything you're supposed to do to shut them down offensively. And kudos to Vegas, too. Like, I, it's not even the fact of Kirill Kaprizov, oh, no, like expectations. Like, at the same time, Vegas has done a very, very good job at taking taking Minnesota's best player away from them. They have, but, but here's the thing with great players. Great players, and, and this is where, so Kaprizov uh, played pro hockey in Russia for six years. He's played in Olympics. He's he has played in a lot of huge games, Phil, and and he excelled in the regular season. But I do believe, and this is where I'm hopeful that for this is going to pay off next year. I do believe that the playoffs in this league is the toughest like step to go. So like regular season can be tough, and teams try, but not like they try in the playoffs. And I'll give you I'll give you uh, two examples of things that have I think impacted Kaprizov where he needs to find ways as well. So this is on coaching, it's on adjustments, but it's also on the player. And the first is the game one save that Flurry made, that acrobatic save where he basically was flopping around. It was a great save. That's the greatest chance Kaprizov has has had. So like if there were five of those, I'd be like, well, he's just getting robbed. But there aren't. And to Phil's point and Dex's point, there have been eight shots on goal by him. Eight shots on goal. Uh, I fast forward to game four on Saturday. Um, The Vegas defenseman tries to pass the puck up the slot in his own zone. Bad move. Kaprizov is standing right there. All right. So for a moment, he is in the slot with the puck and the Golden Knights are caught completely off guard. To his right along the boards, Zuccarello. Now, Kaprizov's got to make a play there for himself. Like, this is where he's masterful, right? He's in the slot. He's got a multitude of opportunities, and almost all of the good ones involve, because he's point-blank range from Flurry shooting the puck, right? He passes the puck to the right-wing side. Zuccarello takes a shot from the boards, and, he's, and he can shoot from there. I'm not saying it's a terrible shot, but the decision itself is a decision a year from now in the playoffs that has to be right. And that was the wrong one. Um, So I'm hoping that Kaprizov can learn and can absorb the fact that the phrase that I always use is in the playoffs, in this league, time and space disappear. And that's where he thrives, time and space. Um, It's taken away by good teams. 
But that doesn't mean that you can disappear yourself. I mean, that's not a, well, no time and space for me, so see you in October, right? So what has to happen here is is I believe the dean has to do a better job of finding ways to adjust himself. But Kaprizov has to take what he's given right now and thrive. And he's not thriving. And that can't be a long-term thing for him to truly be a superstar. There is a I, – I, I hesitate to put these guys in the same bin because they're not. Kaprizov's better than the players I'm going to mention here. But there is a history, the last 10 years specifically, with good, young, wild players – shriveling up in the postseason, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Most notably, Mikhail Granlin and Jason Zucker. Jason Zucker, and again, Kaprizov is better than Zucker. So I, I, I don't want to put those guys in the same sentence all the time. But um, 31 playoff games with Minnesota. For Now, he's played, he's played a handful with Pittsburgh, too. But Zucker played 31 playoff games with the Wild, four goals in 31 playoff games. And Granlin, Granlin had a flurry early in his, in his rookie year. He had like a handful of goals in that first year. And then after that, uh, his second playoff run, 10 games, six points. And then he only had two goals in his next 16 playoff games. Now, he wasn't as big of a goal scorer as Kaprizov. He was more of a distributor. But, you know, the game gets different. The game bottlenecks more. You don't get as much space. You don't get to fly around the ice like you would in the regular season. Yeah. And those guys couldn't solve it, and it led to the end of an era and coaching changes and roster shakeups, right? So I just want to nip this in the bud early. We are not anywhere. Like, they could still roll off three straight wins and win the series, all right? I, th- I think there's a good chance they bounce back and put up a fight in Game 5. But I just I just want to highlight, this is a thing with young, wild players where they look really gr- they look great. They skate around, and they, they're young and promising, and then they run into... A good, grinded-out team in the playoffs that knows how to bottleneck them, and there's no adjustment. So just, you know, I'm listen, you guys are off the Kirill Kaprizov bandwagon, <laughs> clearly. You guys quit. I am not, okay? I've got a lower back tattoo that says Dala Dala Bill. Mm-hmm. So Declan's got a shirt. Yeah. yeah. So you know, don't come crying to me when yeah. you want to when he scores two goals in game That's five right. and you want to come back on the bandwagon. And, right? and one last thing on Kirill before I, I give my statements to you. I, I saw because I saw this floated around. Well, <laughs> Pavel Datsuk, when Pavel Datsuk came to the league, similar to Kirill, came in at 23-24. Yep. In his first 42 playoff games, Pavel Datsuk, three goals. Yeah, three goals. He was oh shut my down, God. Yeah. and and so so people said, oh well, so he, he could be like Datsuk. But you know, here's the thing. You know who Datsuk was also playing on? He was playing on one of the best teams of all time. The supporting the supporting cast around Pavel Datsuk. Oh, I don't know, Sergey Fedorov, Brett Hall, Chris Osgood, Nicholas Lindstrom, NHL Hall of Famers, Iserman, right? Iserman, for God's sakes, I forgot even Steve Iserman. Yep, I'm talking about four Hall of Fame players. Yeah. The second best player on the WoW right now is Kevin Fiala, and I, and I am number one. I am the warden of the Kevin Fiala fan club. I'm not the president. I am the warden because I punish those who look down Got upon him. <laughs> and, and even in, in my wildest fantasy, Kevin Fiala is probably not going to be an NHL Hall of Fame player. He probably isn't. All those guys around the Red Wings were Hall of Fame players. These do not make the comparison that Pavel Datsuk and Kirill are, are, are in the same situation there. Not even close. Not even close. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Go ahead, Dex. All right. My first statement. Uh, it's get with the times. Also, Minnesota Wild. Speaking of youth movement, get with the times. I just saw this morning. Spencer Knight is going to start in net for the Florida Panthers tonight. 20-year-old, second-round pick, top prospect. Their season's on the brink. Third goaltender that they're going to start in these playoffs, yeah. too. 
And but but he's he's their future. He, yep. Actually, I don't think it was a second round pick. He was a first four, round pick. First round pick, fourteenth overall. Lindsey Brown not loved to, uh, Mongo. Him. Yeah, and LB on form, on Judd's hockey show was advocating the Wild should have drafted him. Mm-hmm. He's going to start tonight. Cole Caulfield for Montreal drawn into the lineup tonight in Game Three with their series tied, not on the brink of elimination, but tied. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, we Weird. need more Parisi. I more Parisi. what we're doing. No, we don't need more Parisi. Bring this, back Koivu. This is the final five, and we need to play Kyle Rao again. That's what we oh. need. This this is Red Baron's final five. Michigan Tech's in town, baby, and we got to play Kyle Rao. Are you kidding me? Play Matthew Boldy, and you're still going to give Victor Rask run. You're still going to give Zach Parise run on the fourth line. All these other teams, the playoffs, are getting with the times. But, oh, Kyle Rout, well, he had a nice game. He skated well. He played okay. Zach Parisi was a power play veteran, but he sits on the bench and moans and groans, and the, and, and the broadcasters can't understand it. Put in Matthew Boldy. Your season's on the brink. There's no time better than the present. Get him in the dang lineup. Well, here's the update, okay? Uh, Jeremy tweets at Mike Russo, when is morning skate? We'll all be very curious to see the lineup with everything on the line and another wild postseason scoring drought. When are we going to see a Boldy debut? Russo responds. Oh, he responded. 11.30 morning skate. Boldy's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, Boldy's not playing. So, I mean, if they're not going to play him in a in a do-or-die game five here, like, they're just probably not going to play him, right? I mean, th- the last two games with with a couple injuries and with, like, you've you've had some chances to, to play that card, yeah. and they haven't. So they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna play that card in in these playoffs. Am I next? I it, yeah. I, go ahead. I'm going to amend. I'm I'm going to approach the line of scrimmage. Omaha, Omaha. I'm calling an audible here. Then off of all of this, Victor Rask, Victor Rask. Dean Evison has had a horse bleep coaching series. What are you I love, doing? I love how you guys are just turning on all <laughs> the hockey guys you, you love. You guys I, love Evison. No, no, no. Love I love no, no. I love Garen. I don't love Dino. I don't love Dino. Kaprizov, I definitely love. Kaprizov's special. He's going to be special. But where are the, to you know, what Dex just went through that, where are the adjustments? Keep in mind, Parisi drew into the lineup on Saturday because Johansson was hurt. And their counter then was, well, we're putting in one slow guy. We'll take out Bukestead and put in Kyle Rau. Where are the adjustments in game? Where are the adjustments? And Phil, you have four goals in four games, and it always takes like until the third period for them to be like, I wonder if we should change up the lines a little bit. Um, good or bad, you need to start the game with Fiala and Kaprizov and I guess Hartman on the same line to try and generate firepower and give give the Golden Knights something to concern themselves with. I mean, this is not hard. It's not this is not calculus. This is like um bantam hockey stuff. <laughs> right now, right now you have Hartman, Zuccarello, and Kaprizov, okay? So where this is a problem is it feels like Zuccarello is back to the uh I'll pass a little bit more now. Um, and, and he'll shoot occasionally. But Vegas, for the most part, knows that he's not a huge threat to shoot. So they're all drawn to Kaprizov. But the problem then is Kaprizov's like, well, then I should really pass too. And it's as Dex said, it's like, okay, let's give the shot to Ryan Hartman. At least if you put 22 and 97 on the same line from the get-go, I know that's all your fi- your quote-unquote, if there is such a thing, firepower on one line. But it's going to make... Vegas have to think because that's a guy with 18 shots, which leads the team in the series 
with a guy who definitely, if emboldened in Kaprizov, can shoot, right? Like, where are the in-game adjustments? Matthew Dumba has become a liability beyond belief defensively. There's never an adjustment there. It's just like, well, take your next shift. We're all fine out there. Like, there's no sense from the coaching staff, and I mean, this does, I guess it goes up to Billy, too. There's no sense of urgency here of the situation. It's just sort of like, well, this is how we play. It's it's confounding to me. No, this is not how you play. You played horse bleep for five periods. You lost two games at home. And your response is, well, yeah, but it should work. Well, yeah, a lot of things should work. My lawnmower should have worked, but I didn't put oil in the damn thing and it busted, okay? Like, I had to go get a new one. Go get go change things up. And, and you know, Dex had a, a marvelous meltdown on Wild Ventline Saturday night in which he is exactly right and said some of the same th- same things that he just said here, which is, you know, Kyle Rau is your answer? Kyle Rau is a journeyman player. God bless him. He's about five foot four. Uh, that's your playoff response? You know, this whole thing is, is completely confusing as far, and I need to see more from this coaching staff to for the same reason why the Kaprizov thing concerns me a bit. Because until I see your adjustments and like your acknowledgement of, oh, this is how the playoffs work, um, folks got bad news. We have seen coaches and players fall into patterns here, right? Let's see. Let's can I find the the last one? The who's the last manager or coach in this town who? Fell? Oh, Rocco Baldelli pulling his pitchers far too early in playoff games. So, like, let's see some pro- progress here in this whole boldy thing. Well, we know what's best. Have you watched your last five periods of hockey? I, I want to add one more thing to this too. Okay, and we're we're early on this statement. So I'm not going to – this is just sort of a – this is a teaser statement for a time in the future. But my my statement here is be careful giving away playoff chances with the hope and the idea that (laughs) you'll have future chances to perform well, right? Now, admittedly, this wild team did arrive early. Their roster isn't as deep as a lot of the other teams that – they wouldn't have to face going through, right? Like, they're not going to be favored even if they win three games against Colorado. So they have some more building to do before this is a roster that you would say, yeah, this is a legitimate Stanley Cup winning uh, collection, right? But I, I also feel like with the Twins especially, and the and this has happened with the Vikings too, right? Like 2017 where you get to the playoffs, whether there was expectations or not, like you arrived in the playoffs, and then you get beat in some sort of dramatic or heartbreaking fashion or an early exit or sweep, which is always the case with the Twins. And the thought is, all right, well, that sucked, but but next year, next year is the year where you're going to add a piece here, going to add a piece there. Um, but the reality is you're not always guaranteed to make a run next year, right? Look at the Twins. I mean, I know they've won three out of four, and we'll get to them, the hottest team in the universe right now. Uh, but you're not... Just because it feels like the Wild are supposed to have like a five or a six year window ahead of them doesn't guarantee it doesn't guarantee that there's not going to be two other teams in the Western Conference load up with a couple young superstars and pass them right like Vegas didn't even exist when the Wild were going through most of their playoff runs a few years ago and then all of a sudden there's this new team that's amazing and they're a Stanley Cup contender right so be careful taking for granted a multi year contender window all right that's all i will say yeah cash in when you've got the chance and and as a management team and coaching staff 
have the sense of urgency that acknowledges what you just said. Like have that sense of this whole boldy thing to me is, oh, he's not right. You know, clearly they're saying he's not prepared yet. And Declan just went through a litany of guys who you could probably make the same case for. And they're playing like that's my biggest thing is we we also think that our teams are going to like get it next year. They'll understand, you know, Rocco will let Baldelli go seven next year. <laughs> not necessarily true, folks. Um, yeah. And and as much as you might like teams and pl- or as much as you might like players and the people that run those teams, your goal should be championships for the teams. How do you get there? You get there by learning. And you're right, Phil. You get there by not just saying, well, yeah, that was fun. Wait till next year. It's dangerous. Yep. Uh, Declan is next. But uh, these 30 therapeutic minutes were also presented by Federated. So Federated provides peace of mind and risk management tools for business owners. They have also been masochistic sports fans throughout the history of their company. They've supported local sports teams. They've supported us here at Score North and on Purple Daily. So we thank them for that. Um, and, and they've been standing behind business owners for over 100 years. So check out federatedinsurance.com to find out a full list of industries that they protect and to find out more about MyShield, which is the online client destination for risk management resources. Federated it's our business to protect yours. All right, statements back over to Declan. All right, another wild one. It's this. Please stop looping in Mark andre Fleury and Jake Allen in the same sentence. <laughs> um, I understand that it seems very similar because you have expected goal rates. And again, this is where analytics can be kind of an issue because you say expected goal rates. We should have this many goals. We should, but do you have this many goals? No, you don't. I understand that. Jake Allen stoned you for five games, no pun intended. I get that Mark Andre Fleury is also playing out of his it's playing out of his mind a little bit right now. But Mark Andre Fleury is a Hall of Fame goaltender, a three time Cup winner, two of them as the starter, one of them as the backup. He's fourth all time in wins. He's top fifteen in almost every major statistic. Jake Allen is the backup in Montreal and and probably could be out of the league in a couple years. Mark Andre Fleury's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's also a completely different wild guard team. I know right now it has the same feel, but this is a completely different situation than it was four or five years ago. Also, that wild team in 2017, they were expected to win. They had the home ice. It was a completely different situation. If I hear one more person put Marc-Andre Fleury and Jake Allen in the same sentence, I'm going to absolutely lose it. That That's not even remotely a fair comparison. It's disrespectful to Marc-Andre Fleury and the flower. He's one of the best to ever do it. Don't put Jake Allen and Marc-Andre Fleury in the same sentence. Oh, my gosh. Who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep. Just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed-free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Oh, it's good. It's good stuff here today. I just, I just, There's I, a I lot of vitriol. The, the, the venom. Vitriol. The vitriol. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens, though. We get all excited when a, when one of our teams, all right, there we go, we're this is the year. Going to do some damage, right? Going to at least get, well, first get round, right. the first round, yeah, exactly. right? Let's, let's do this thing. And then, like, five days later, we're just lashing out. <laughs> well, And the worst part is the tease. It, I think we would have just flat out been sort of disgusted if they had played four or five bad games, right? But, guys, those first two games were great. 
They were great. I mean, yes, they lost game two. I don't care. It was great fun yeah. to watch. They competed. And then they come out in the first period of game three, and they it's a, just unbelievable. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so impressive. And it just disappeared. It just disappeared. And Flurry's been great. But the last five periods have also, I feel, um, dealt in, in the world of rolling over, basically. And that's disappointing when you saw such good product before that. One one thing I don't want to hear if they do wind up losing and the series is just over in five games. Yep. I don't want to hear like, okay, so what happened? Well, they just didn't show as much grit and effort as as Vegas did. Like, I want to hear a real strategic reason, not like, oh, Vegas was just just grittier. Like, yeah. I want. I, so if that happens, I re, I'm relying on you guys to give me some real well, X's and I do O's. Think that there, I do think that there will be um, a discussion point on the mentality of the team, which see, which was way softer as far as mentally than I expected, too. All right. All right. We'll see. I think, I, I'll tell you what, I still stand by my hockey whisper prediction. This thing's going seven. I don't feel as confident that they're winning it in seven. But I'm on the record saying Kevin Fiala overtime game seven, and we'll just all right. So it has happened a few times in wild history before. Can I go one is a good place to be for my next statement? Can I go outside of the world of the National Hockey League? Let's do it. All right, let's venture. Yeah, as you guys know, you are far more golf guys than I am. Like I'll dip into you know the majors for sure, but I don't like live and die with them. And and if I miss one or so, I don't really care. But this is my statement: score one for the old guys. Dude, watching Phil Mickelson, lefty, who is going to turn fifty-one, which is my age, I believe, June sixteenth. He, he was born June sixteenth of nineteen seventy. Watching him win the PGA, and I don't know what the crowd restrictions were with like the ropes and stuff <laughs> very little <laughs> but it appeared they were non-existent um was one of the funnest things that i've watched in sports th- um uh, post pandemic and really in the last couple of years just as far as fun goes score one for the graybeards dude it was and and phil i think as as much as he has performed at a peak level and and he's one of the greatest golfers at at his peak of all time he's also been known throughout 20 25 years as having some of the biggest meltdowns and chokes too like yeah. missing short putts early in his career or wayward drives on the back nine of majors and putting up big numbers to fall out of it i mean he's he's kind of a an all or nothing guy and lately it's been a lot of nothing and he's played He's played more successfully on the Champions Tour than he has on the PGA Tour. And it's amazing that one year ago today, I believe it was one year ago today, when sports had been dormant for two months, Phil, Tiger, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady gave us the match. And it was was kind of a dud because they were playing in the rain and they were struggling. But it was the first live sporting event. And we all sat down. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Like We were all just craving something live in sports. And and at the time of that event, because Phil was so great, like he's talking, he's mic'd up, and I believe, uh, I, I think, I can't remember when they played the PGA Championship last year, but he was, I think he missed the cut or something, and he was doing commentary in the booth for the PGA Championship. So like a year ago at this time, the conversation was surrounding, boy, 
wouldn't it be great if we could get Phil in one of these booths as a commentator? Like, we were, we were putting him in the Tony Romo category, right? Yes. All right, he's clearly washed up as a player. Yes. Let's get him in here. He'd be, he'd be, and I still think he'd be a great commentator. But to come back a year later, and these aren't no-joke fields. I mean, this is, this is one of the – I think it's the biggest field for a major, and it's the deepest in terms of – so you got all these guys that could just come up through a crapshoot pipeline because the field is so deep. And then you've got the best players in the world. And uh, and he slayed all of them, and it was so much fun to watch. I actually had to refresh Twitter for two hours on a plane <laughs> that didn't provide streaming video, um, but it was it was fun to follow. That Dex cr- is a golf guy too. That crowd yeah. was that crowd was so it much was awesome. fun. It was really fun to watch. Did you choose like just how awkward too the exchange? I don't know if you saw it afterwards, Phil, with the ex- the awkward exchange with the cards with Brooks and and Phil. Like like Kepka was like, "Hey, good job, Phil. Thanks." Kepka, Didn't see no it. problem. It, Kepka is a, a douche, dude. dude. He, he is, is a, he's a he's a douche. He is the least <laughs> likable dude. I mean, there's been some unlikable guys. Like Bryson DeChambeau is kind of an unlikable guy. And the sport needs these guys. They need yes, guys you can do, root though. against. I agree. Uh on Sunday to major. But <laughs> did you hear what Brooks Kepka's excuse and line was afterwards the, I, heard, I so, saw the, the crowd and like his knee and people didn't give a bleep or something he, he literally accused the crowd of trying to purposely hurt his knee in the yeah. now alright I get that it would be sort of terrifying that you're getting swallowed up by how did that thousands happen? of people can, can you explain that apparently one of the security guards yelled they're coming and I can't stop them <laughs> <laughs> Already, already, that's comforting. Well, the same thing happened at the at the tour championship in 2018 with Tiger Woods. If you guys remember, when he won his first tournament back from the multiple back surgeries and whatnot. No, I don't. That's and he's he's walking up. Uh, it, it was uh, East Lake, I think, is is where they play the, the tour championship. He's walking up 18, and fans went through the ropes, and it was Tiger Woods like in this sea of just hundreds and thousands of fans. And like you still have to finish out the round, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there were, Phil Mickelson was only two shots up, and so you know you 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 can't three putt it. You, know, you got to make sure Brooks Kepka doesn't hit a bomb to to birdie or something. But it was legitimately with his age and with the field and Brooks Kepka and and, and even Oosthuizen, uh, who's one of the best golfers in the world, he finished I think in a tie for second, but. The whole thing was like top five most fun I've ever had watching or following golf. It was great. Sure. So, yeah. so more impressive. Brady winning a Super Bowl, I think he's 43, or what Phil did at nearly isn't 51. Bra- isn't Brady 45? No, he's no, 43. I think he's 43. Is he? I, yeah. I looked it up yesterday to tweet that question. He's 43. But just okay. give, given the circumstances, their ages, because both are incredible. Yeah. Which impresses you more, Brady or Mickelson? Uh, Mickelson. Mickelson, in part, you know, I'll put it into context this way, too. And Declan and I were not really, I was alive, but I was like one. Uh, Declan was not alive. When Jack Nicholas won the Masters in 1986. In his 40s, right? And it, and it, was, it was deemed as out of nowhere. Like the, yep. the bear has come yep. out of hibernation for the first time since the 70s, right? And. Where did this magical run come from? He was 46. Yeah. 46. Phil has also been mostly dormant. Like, he's played in the majors. He hasn't really... I can't remember the last time he truly contended in major. Last time he won one was eight years ago in 2013. But to me, this came more out of nowhere because of how old he is and how much better the fields are. Like, 
all due respect to Jack Nicholas in the eighties, but like, you know, it wasn't like there were there were there weren't a bunch of, of young dudes hitting the ball three hundred fifty yards with like gun show biceps, right? It was mostly a bunch of Craig Stadlers walking around uh, in khakis. So I think the just I, I think this is more impressive than than Jack, maybe not as magical. And I think because Tom Brady has always been at the top of his game, like we haven't seen Brady go away for four years. Yeah, like if true. Brady had been garbage and maybe was benched or something, and then came back, then I would say, "Wow, look at that magic run." But Phil was kind of, like Phil was kind of done. You know, he was kind of cooked as a contender. He's one fifteenth in the world right now. Yeah. So to me, it's it's Phil. I think it's Brady, personally. Um, even though golf is a game where you can age and play better. Um, I think what Brady was able to do in football is is so much more crazier to me than than what than what Phil was able to do yesterday. That being said, um, they're too. Uh, golf is literally individual. It, there, there's no there's no supporting cast around right. you. But Tom has had you know he basically got to a super team in Tampa Bay and helped them win a Super Bowl. So I can see both coins, but I, I would I would lean Brady. I'd lean Brady. I think it's Phil because he's really damn old. And I know how he feels. And plus, the dude lost a lot of weight. Like, he looks good. Yeah. I, I mean, he got tubby. The gun show, man. And gun yeah, show. He, I give him, I think because it's an individual sport in which, to Phil Mackey's point, there's a lot of guys now who are really damn good. Um, I think it's a guy that at nearly 51 wins that thing. Uh, like, if that, if that was an ordinary tournament, it would be impressive. Like, if that was just a right. weekly stop. This is a major, and, and yeah. he and he basically went wire to wire, right? Like, I mean, he yeah. got off to a great start, and it didn't stop. So, uh, as great as TB is, and it's fan, and I mean, to play that sport at that age is is remarkable. I think it's Mickelson coming back at at an age where you can play in the senior tour, Champions Tour, and he still wins True. a major. I'll tell you though, if you're 50 years old. You might not win a major, but you can improve your golf game by going to PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. All right. The Gen 4 golf clubs have landed. We saw the uh, PXG Minneapolis pro, Derek Holmes, who uh, at one point he was actually tied for second the first day of the PGA Championship. Uh, a few holes into his round, he got it under par, and then uh, that course is almost impossible for anyone other than the top, top golfers in the world. So he put up a good fight, didn't quite make the cut, but. He represented PXG Minneapolis and Minnesota very well. The Gen 4 clubs are the best-performing clubs PXG has ever made, so check those out again. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and pxg.com slash Minneapolis. All right, uh, the next statement is more of a of a padding on the back. Of course, everyone the last few days like, See, Miguel Sano, listen, here's the statement. We told you so on this show. I told you so yeah, you did. on this show. You did, right? 100%. Three-week hot stretch. He's about a week into it right now, maybe a week and a half, somewhere in there. Um, he's got the OPS back toward 800, batting average still well below 200. But and, and as a result, he has helped the Twins put up, man, in their three wins in four games, uh, they're averaging eight runs a game in those three. And so that's the offense that we wanted to see early. Second part to the statement, still too late. There's still 12 games under 500. Uh, the trade deadline is two months away. And so for me personally, 
I think this could be a great opportunity to shop Miguel Sano while he's hot. I don't know if they have the stones to do that while they attempt to dig out of this hole, but uh, what do you guys think about the Twins winning three out of their last four games? Maeda, by the way, DL with a shoulder, so going to need some more starting pitching at some point that I don't think is close to coming, but what do you guys think? If I had to pick one word to describe my feelings right now, it would be lukewarm. Lukewarm. Like, it's okay, but, but the bullpen... You know, Roble still blew the save on Sunday. <laughs> you went to extras. Oh my God, you won a game in extras. Now what? One and eight, fantastic. My guy Kyle Garlic. Uh yeah, your guy Kyle Garlic. And I mean, God bless him. He hits the home run. But um, I'm not. I hate to rain on the parade. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Um, I do think Phil, you bring up an interesting point about Miguel, though. I don't know if if it was just straight necessity or a, a great idea but he was playing some third base on Sunday yeah and uh if you were to take him like let's say he gets hot and you start to shop him and say hey team X guy can still play some third base for you his yeah, value shoot, positional his value yeah. shoots up a bit I wonder if this is the start because at some point there has to be a recognition that it's all going to come crashing down again <laughs> I wonder if this is the start of just a very sort of savvy Let's see what we can do here to trade him. Yeah, I I personally am just I, I don't think Larnick is fully ready. I, he just hasn't had enough at bats. He's I mean he's in his mid twenties, but I don't know. I, there's some there there, but I think Kirloff is further along. But I would rather see Alex Kirloff and Trevor Larnick get regular playing time, and Sano be a part time player, and maybe even Kepler be a part time player, although he's heating up too. I'm just very curious to see Kirloff and Larnick and what and what they can do. Yeah in this sort of transition year. So if you think you can get something for a hot Miguel Sano, put it this way, you'd have to probably eat money to trade him when he's not hot, right? Because he makes 10 or $11 million yes. per year and the same for next year. Yes, agreed. Um, but if but if you can ride a three- or four-week hot stretch and his OPS, it's at 750 right now. If you can get that thing a little bit higher even and present Price him right. as higher. a middle yeah, – the yodeler guy. Yodeler, 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 higher. Yodeler. <laughs> um, then I think, I, think you, I think you should be shopping him aggressively right now. And my worry is that, that they're going to think, oh, this is it. Finally, we've oh, – I hope not. We've, the, this is the unlocking of Miguel Sano. No, he does this cl- – it's clockwork every year. Yes, dude. Two three-week hot stretches surrounded by unplayable stretches – and average to below average defense. Like, you just can't pay 10 plus million dollars for that when you're not one of the top payroll teams in baseball. So, find a trade partner, please. By the way, John Morosi put out a tweet yesterday about Nelson Cruz saying Nelson Cruz projects to be one of the top rental bats on the MLB trade market. The Twins have the worst record in baseball, and the Rays are one team to watch. They have liked Cruz in the past as a free agent and rank 13th among 15 teams in OPS at designated. Careful, Morosi uh, via score got savaged last week for floating yeah. Barrios' name to the Blue Jays, potentially. Yeah. Weird. He's just speculating on that. He's just speculating. No. Uh, <laughs> he no. doesn't just throw specific names and teams in the same report. It's or all sentence. fake news. It's all fake news. Fake I listen news. to none of it. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah, but th- I mean, but, but there's a... I mean, there's a there's a positive angle to this in that, yeah, this season has gone down the crapper and this is not what anyone expected. But the Twins could have some pretty amazing ammunition to quickly reload around a good nucleus that still exists. Pitching. You know? Get some arms. It, please. Yeah. No.
All right, one weekend statement from me. Uh, I'm going to use a statement that my mother used to lovingly or not so lovingly used to say about me all the time. And it's, quote, couldn't find his ass with both hands. Um, oh, it's a great statement. Yeah. I'm Old terrible school. at remembering and finding things that I need. So, for example, I, I briefly talked to Phil about this off the mic before. On Friday, I came home. Long, great week of content at Score North. Just worked really, really hard. <laughs> really, really hard. Worked, worked really hard. Worked long week. I had no energy. I didn't want to really do anything. But a buddy picked me up. He was like, what's at least go around your block. We'll make a stop at a brewery and we'll see where the night goes. So we go to a couple ones. They're full. And then we finally land at one spot. I get up to the counter and I realize I don't have my wallet. So I was like, God dang it. I'm only like four or five blocks from where we are. So I was like, I'll just, I'll walk back. I'll go grab it. It, it is what it is. Huh? And it was also super hot. So it was like almost 90 degrees with humidity. It was a very warm weekend here. So I go home. I grab my wallet, and I also switch from pants to shorts. I walk back to the brewery, and I realize that I also left my mask in my pants that I changed. So now I have my wallet, but I forgot my mask. So I literally walked all the way back to get the, get the wallet, left the mask at home. And I know masks are still optional. I don't even need your mask, Declan. I still like to wear it, so that's why I wanted to go get back and get it. Just a terrible, terrible situation to be in. I well, they're not optional in some of the establishments you, you know, establishments you probably want to go into, right? Also true, yes. To walk through the dining room or to use the restroom, you still got to wear one. So so I, I ended up having a, just a couple drinks, and by like 8 o'clock, I was like, I want to go home. I even texted we need, Judd. We, we need to teach you uh, the wallet, phone, keys dance. I do it. I, okay? s- I swear I did the dance. Wallet, I, phone, keys, mask. Yeah. Wallet, phone, keys, mask. Left butt pocket usually always open and or has the mask. Right wall, right back wall, right butt pocket is where the wallet goes. Keys in the right front, phone in the front. I'm left. gonna. Okay, first of all, first of all, Phil's right. The dance is important, but young man, you need to rethink where the wallet is placed, and here's why. It's 2021. We got problems in this town. We got a lot of problems. Get the wallet out of the back pocket. Put it in a pocket that you control. Don't. I'm telling yeah, you, you right you, now. You don't control the back pocket. You don't control the back pocket. And and, and pickpockets, the good ones, are great. So all I'm saying <laughs> is if you're going to bars or a place where people can bump into you, oh, I'm sorry, get that wallet in front or just take or just take ID, money, credit card, and shove it in yep. your front. I'm, I'm dead serious, dude. You do not want you. that pain. The phone, phone wallet, wallet oh. the phone wallet is the good one. Phone because then oh. it, 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 re, it reduces the amount of things that you have, period. Right. Right? So now I just I just need this one thing. I've got, when I do the phone wallet keys dance, phone wallet is one word for me now. Sure. Phone wallet, <laughs> it's like keys. Phone, it's like phone wallet. Phone wallet, keys, yes. <laughs> uh, now, I can only put a few things in here, right? I've got my, I've got an essential credit slash debit card. I've got my ID. And then I also have some insurance. You never know when you might yeah. need to be taken to the emergency room. So I've got my medical insurance card in here and my car insurance card. And uh, once in a while, there's a little $20 bill. That's all you need. Bill goes out. Yeah, if I get beat up bad, here's my insurance. But yes, couldn't find his ass with both hands. And that's metaphorically yeah. and literally. That, that, that works both ways. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. 
It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. So, all right. Lessons yeah. learned Lessons. from... I actually have a sort of an off the yeah, off go. the field statement here too. Okay, go. okay. Don't be one of these three types of airplane seatmates. Oh God, that's my statement. Okay, oh, no. so um, we've all no. I uh, I was on a flight from from uh, Seattle to uh, Santa Rosa. There's a small airport in Santa Rosa in Sonoma County. Where so long story short, my uncle's had some health problems recently, and so. My wife and I went to go visit him and my aunt. And then, you know, while we're out there, go go to a couple wineries and make the weekend as, as fun as you can. So on the flight there, I forgot about this type of seatmate. This is right behind us. So the so there's I would say there's three main terrible types of seatmates on a plane. Number one is the invade your personal space guy where they're like they're hogging the elbow rests or they're big or something. And they're just sort of spilling over into your personal space or they're coughing just like just like invade your personal bubble guy. Right. That's terrible. Um, The second one is invasive question guy Uh, where they are. They are at headphones are key. Right. So you can just ignore me. No dog. Yep. Yep. Where they're asking you, yo, so what do you do for work? Yeah. Where are you? Tra- are you traveling to or from? You know, wherever the location is. Like, dude, I no. none of your business. No, I don't want to. Talk and to we're you, not right? talking. Yep. But third, third guy, okay, is the one that I uh, encountered, and, it, and luckily it wasn't me. It was his seatmate. I was just eavesdropping. It's, <laughs> it's the the guy that doesn't realize nobody asked you, okay. Oh, no. It's the guy that just and I'm these are verbatim quotes that I wrote down from this where so he sits down, the guy next to him sits down and uh, and then they get they so he's actually he's actually invasive question guy first. Right. So. So what are you what are you doing out flying out this way? Right. It's like so he's trying to strike up a conversation that nobody wants. And then when when that conversation goes dead because the seatmate wants nothing to do with it, he starts in with the comments about himself to try and strike up a discussion. Oh, this is my third delay in the last month. Now I'm not going to be able to make my connection. And he's just talking out loud, right? So, and I personally, like, I would just ignore it if it were me sitting next to him. But then the, the seatmate feels obligated to respond to the comments that are being made out loud, right? Oh, looks like it's a beautiful day outside. I wonder what the temperature is, right? Dude, nobody, nobody asked oh you. And nobody is the person responding, you. or is the person talking back, or or are they trying to shut yep. it down? No, the person is resp- res- clearly annoyed, but also uncomfortable with just flat ignoring it. So, oh yeah, like giving those sort of okay, <laughs> trying responses. to shut it down, but not. You got you got to be comfortable just freezing them out. Yeah, dude, you yeah. have to ignore them, Box and that's out, the yeah. key to headphones. The headphones are key, even if you don't use them. Yep. If you have the headphones in, you can, and then you can make a show too if you need to. You know, you can pull the headphone off the ear and say, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" Huh? Yep. So that they know that they're interrupting something that you're listening to. So invades your personal space, guy. Uh, invasive question, guy. And nobody asked you to comment on the thing that you're commenting on, guy. Are the three types that you want to avoid and freeze out on the airplane? And how how about the person? In front of you, obnoxious guy who throws his seat back, who who oh, reclines without any, one. without and and like I I'll try and jam my knees in to stop mm-hmm. it from going back, 
And like, you'll be like, you know, jerking. Oh, why can't I get this thing back? And I'll, I'll just stop it. Now, it hurts a little bit, but it's worth it. It's yeah, worth it, it yeah. because guy will give up Sac- and get yeah, ticked off. Yep. But uh, yeah, there's so many different layers of of defense on planes. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally, um, it's it's like Zim's ideal world, right? Because good plane travel is all about defense. Well, then and there's, like, there's I mean, some the one, offense, the, the, but there's way more defense of like how you're going to box out or shut down. I think the most common one that gets talked about a lot is obviously the people that stand up right when the plane, right when the mm-hmm. seatbelt light comes off and the mm-hmm. plane has reached the gate. Mm-hmm. And there's still 10 to 15 minutes before you actually get off the plane. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm generally, listen, I get it. People, you've been sitting for two, yeah. three, four hours. So I, I, I get it to some extent. But what bothers me is when people do it and then they start to walk up the aisle oh, and no. pass other people that are sitting. Yeah, it's impatient guy. Like, yeah. if, if you've got a connecting flight that's going to be taking off soon, I get that one. But if you're just, oh, I, I don't have patience for this. You know what? Actually, yes, you do. So sit down and you shut up. calm down. Yeah. Calm down, sir. Yes. Yeah, exactly. In, impatient guy. You know, but, I'm a traveling salesman. I don't have patience. For, no, actually, just shut up. Okay, but I, I do want to know, because I know Phil Mackey is this guy. Did you take off your shoes on the airplane? Uh, I did not on this flight, but okay. I have been known to. Yeah. to I don't oh. go barefoot. I don't go barefoot. Least, but okay. Sometimes, all right, that's I'll keep my bad. socks on. But mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. Don't go barefoot. I'd almost and, and I just want to say I don't. I don't. I keep them under. Like no one knows. I'm. You know. I just. Got I keep it. them under. What shoes are you wearing seat. on the plane that you like to take off? Like, are they like tennis just shoes? Tennis shoes. Are they, yeah. Like I did find when I was traveling quite a bit on the Vikings beat, I started to go slippers. Because the oh, slippers wow. you could sort of slide your feet out of, but you can slide them right back in. Wait, so you bring slippers in your carry-on, so you take your shoes off and put the slippers on? Or no, you I'll just wear on the slippers the on, on the plane. Like, oh. I like I started to travel in sweatpants and slippers. Oh, wow. Just just ultimate comfort. I, I'm, a, I'm a psycho who uh, I'm cool in jeans, like almost in any type of situation, so I, 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 can, I can fly in jeans. That's fine. But like the PJ look, really I, I don't. I, well, maybe, I guess. And I look good I in hate them. You I, for I don't that. know. But at and the actually, same you don't time, look that good just then. Um, I, I can't stand the PJ look in public. It's, it's, it, it bugs me. It honestly, it oh, you wouldn't like me, me then? Yeah, I can't. Oh, no. you, don't, you must not like, like me right like, now because I'm in my sweatpants. What do you think? People are just like not classing it up enough for you? It's just like, why would you leave the house looking like that? Like you, you're wearing because your you're, PJs. Yet you wear because those a plane is your because of okay, but they're not PJs. Like I've got Declan, sweatpants. Declan on. would prefer the 1940s and 50s, yeah. the yeah. early early, yeah, the early days of planes and ballparks. Where every, all the men wear suits and ties, yeah. and they go to the ballpark with yeah. their hat on. It's the yeah. Giants yeah. and Dodgers right? from the Pelicans. The men are all yeah, dressed right. up, and the women are all in their dresses. You know how sweaty people probably were up until like the last oh, twenty or thirty. Yeah. years? I don't understand. Like, how think they did of, it. think about the old days, like the 1800s, right? Where no way see you know it's there's no air conditioning. Yep. These people are wearing like seven piece suits and layers, and the women are wearing these like dresses with dresses underneath and all this stuff. It's like, are you serious? Everyone just smelled like bo all the time. Oh, they weren't disgusting. showering every day in the seventies into I want to say the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Like we used to dress up to fly. Like look nice, try and look as nice as possible. Yeah, put that blazer on. That's one yeah, of the right. stupidest things of all time. Older people, still, when you you know when you're sitting in your seat and you're watching people come down the aisle, you'll notice you know a lot of young people are just rocking like whatever hoodies and stuff. Yeah. A lot of older people will will be wearing like older men will wear the sport coat with the golf shirts. You know they're not super classy, but they just feel like oh, right. This but is- I mean, people used to put ties on, like collared shirts and ties My- to travel. 
my only goal when flying is to make sure that I don't have to like have a bathroom emergency and to make sure I'm comfortable. Period. <laughs> those seats, those seats are going to hurt your ass. Like, yep, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yep. Com- comfort is absolutely positively the most important thing. And and if I am because like you're cramped up, right? Like you're cramped up and then you got to like sort of undo. And uh, no, no, no. Hoodie, <laughs> sweatpants. But I'm telling you, consider some nice slippers, Phil. It's very comfortable. I don't know if I can go. I don't know if I can go that far. I'm not a slippers guy either. I just like. I, oh, you don't I, like slippers? I, I love like slippers now. I, I, I think know. you'll like them. As, PJs as you aren't. Age. In general, even though I like, I just ragged on PJs. In general, like I don't have PJs. Like I, I'm not a PJs guy. Yeah, I'm not I, I, Like shorts or shorts. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't yeah. roll it. Glad we had this discussion. Me though. too. This is good. It's very good. Yep. Uh, all right. Good stuff today. Little little statements action here. I'm Mackie and Judd. <laughs> We'll see if the Wild can keep things alive, and we'll give you the full breakdown. Mackie and Judd podcast, your home for Wild playoff breakdowns and the Score North YouTube channel, which is up over 5,000 subscribers now. So thank you guys for uh, for being part of our community on YouTube. Purple Daily also. We're rocking daily Vikings conversations even during the off season. So, uh, so check that out. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.